Hey there, this is Pastor Kevin. Thanks for tuning in to our Relentless Youth Podcast. Please enjoy another message from one of our students, one of our leaders, or myself, shared on Sunday morning, every morning at Sunrise Christian Center. Thanks for tuning in. All right, good morning, everyone. How are you guys doing? You guys tired? I look a little tired. Just kidding. You don't look tired. I'm tired. I probably look tired. You look great. <laughs> Oh, you look beautiful. Oh, thanks. Alright, so I want to ask you guys something. Very important question. How many of you guys have siblings? Yeah, I think everyone in here, yep. And I know most of your siblings. So, if you don't know, I have a lot of siblings. I have five, almost six, younger siblings. And I'm sure one thing you guys can relate to siblings is that sometimes siblings argue a little bit, yeah? Am I wrong? No? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So what happens when you get in a fight with one of your siblings? Do you just fight forever and, you know, you just move out and never see them again? Do your parents make you apologize, maybe? Yeah. I know when I was younger, my siblings and I would get in fights. I mean, maybe we still get in fights. But the situation usually goes something like, okay, go apologize to your sister. I'm sorry, it's fine, and you go on to doing whatever you're doing, right? Yeah? Now, when you do this, it's not really a good picture of what real forgiveness is, is it? I mean, you just kind of say, I'm sorry, it's okay, and you move on. You don't really talk about it, it's not very deep. Because usually it's just someone took the Xbox controller or sat on your seat on the couch. But today I want to talk to you guys about what real forgiveness looks like, and it's not going to look quite like getting in a fight with your sibling for stealing an Xbox controller. So there's going to be a couple things we're going to look at. First, we can look at what the definition of forgiveness is, and then we'll look at what the Bible says forgiveness is. So, oh wow, look at that. There's a lot there. <laughs> Where are my glasses? <laughs> okay, so the definition of forgiveness, it doesn't just mean it's okay. Because when you forgive someone, you're not saying that the behavior they're doing is okay. Now, a lot of times when you say, I'm sorry to someone, or I apologize, they'll just say, it's okay. But really, it's not okay. If somebody did something that's, or if you did something that's worth apologizing for, that obviously shows that it's not okay. But choosing to forgive is choosing to wipe the slate clean. It's choosing to continue building a relationship with that person, even though they did something wrong. It's to pardon someone or to cancel a debt. Somebody did something bad or you did something uh, bad and you're canceling that debt of the wrongful thing that you did. It doesn't mean that the behavior is okay and it can be repeated, but you can continue to forgive that person and build a relationship with that person. And that's what Jesus does with us. So I want to turn to Matthew chapter 18, if you want to turn with me. It's going to be kind of a long passage, but just bear with me. And we're going to look at the parable of the unmerciful servant. It's probably going to sound pretty familiar to a lot of you guys. Okay, so we'll look at Matthew 21, or Matthew 18, 21 through 35. I think it's on NASB up there, maybe. But I have, I have an NIV Bible. I know people are salty against NIV, but it's my note-taking Bible, so just bear with me, okay? We'll still get the message across. All right, so it looks like... Most of you guys have turned there. You do Bible app or paper Bible, either works. So starting with verse 21, it says, Then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? 
up to seven times? Jesus answered, I tell you not seven times, but seventy-seven times. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. As he began the settlement, a man who owed him 10,000 bags of gold was brought to him. Since he was not able to pay, the master ordered that he and his wife and his children and all that he had sold to repay the debt. At this time, the servant fell on his knees before him. Be patient with me, he begged, and I will pay back everything. The servant's master took pity on him and canceled the debt and let him go. But when the servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred silver coins. He grabbed him and began to choke him. Pay back what you owe me, he demanded. His fellow servant fell to his knees and begged him, be patient with me and I will pay back. But he refused. Instead, he went off and had the man thrown into prison until he could pay the debt. When the other servants saw what had happened, they were outraged and went and told their master everything that had happened. Then the master called the servant in. You wicked servant, he said. I canceled all the debt of yours because you begged me to. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had on you? In, in anger, his master handed him over to the jailers to be tortured until he should pay back all he owed. This is how my heavenly father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother or sister from your heart. Well, there's a lot of information there. So in the first couple verses, Peter is asking Jesus how many times he should forgive someone. A lot of times in culture, you'll see things like, I forgave them once, but they did it again, so I'm done forgiving them. I'm just giving up on that person. Have any of you guys ever heard one of your friends say something like that? Yeah, people will say, I'm just done forgiving with them. I'm just done forgiving them. I can't deal with it anymore. I'm done. We're not friends anymore. But as Christians, that's not how we're supposed to act. That's not how we're supposed to treat our friends. We're supposed to show them love and forgiveness just like Jesus does to us. And that looks like continually forgiving people. Now that's not to say you should stay in toxic friendships if someone's being really terrible to you, but that still means you should love that person and pray for them. Now, then we see Jesus giving Peter a parable of an example of what this looks like. And in this example, one of the servants owes a debt to his master. And the master forgives his debt. But then when the servant goes out and he finds a fellow servant who owes him debt, what does he do? Does he forgive his fellow servant? No. He just throws the fellow servant in jail for the exact same thing he just got forgiven of. So the servant is being quite the hypocrite in this parable. This is where Jesus tells us that we need to forgive our fellow brothers and sisters, our friends and our family, the same thing will happen, not happen to us. Jesus forgave us of the worst of the worst sins. He's forgiven us of all of our baggage, and even when we reject him, he still loves us and forgives us. Even when we don't talk to him or pray to him or worship him as much as we should, he still loves us. And he calls us to do the same to our friends and family. Now, there was a time in my life when my dad was doing, not, okay, not Kevin, my stepdad, but my biological, my biological dad was doing some things that I didn't agree with. He got a girlfriend, and after a couple months of dating, he moved in with that girlfriend. And you know, that's not something that I agree with because it's not something that really lines up with the Bible. So for a while there, I stopped going to his house, and I really didn't talk to him that much, and I had a lot of bitterness against him for doing something that was against the Bible. 
Now because of that, I didn't, I didn't really talk to him that much or go over to his house for over six months. Now that was something that I had a lot of bitterness about and yes, it was wrong that he was doing that, but it was also wrong of me to have bitterness and not talk to him or not see him or anything like that. So eventually after a few months, I decided it was time for me to forgive him and me forgiving him wasn't saying that his behavior was okay. I mean, it's really not my, my place to say whether or not what he's doing is okay or not, but I knew it wasn't okay with the Bible. But I still had to forgive him in my heart so that I could continue building that relationship. So after a few months, I forgave him, and I had a lot more peace in my heart about that situation. And then after a while, they got married, and now I have a cute little brother and another one on the way. And things worked out, but it wouldn't have been as good of a situation as it is now, and I wouldn't have been able to still have a good relationship with him if I hadn't chosen to forgive him. Even when I still didn't agree with him, even when it was still a little bit uncomfortable at times, I chose to forgive forgive him and continue building that relationship. And that's what we need to do with our friends and our family, just like Jesus did with us. Jesus doesn't agree with the sin we have in our lives. He hates the sin, but he still forgives us because he loves us so much. Now I want to turn to Job chapter 22, if you want to turn with me, to see kind of what it looks like when we forgive, or when Jesus forgives us and when we forgive others. So we'll turn to Job chapter 22, we'll look at verse 21 through 23. So it says, submit to God and be at peace with him. In this way, prosperity will come to you. Accept instruction from his mouth and lay up his words in your heart. If you return to the Almighty, you will be restored. If you remove wickedness far from your tent and assign, okay, we're just going to keep going through 25, and assign your nuggets to the dust and your gold to Ophir to the rocks in the ravines, then the Almighty will be your gold and the choicest silver for you. When we choose to accept forgiveness from God and choose to give forgiveness to others, we're going to have peace, and we're going to have prosperity. When you choose to be in unforgiveness against others, and when you choose to not ask for forgiveness from God, you're choosing to live in bitterness and not allow those relationships to be at the fullest that they could be. Forgiveness isn't always easy. In fact, a lot of times, it's really hard to forgive someone when they've done something against you. And it's even harder to ask for forgiveness from someone when you've done something against them. But it's always necessary. Relationship with God and relationship with people are impossible without forgiveness. Everybody sins. Everyone's going to do something against God's word and everybody's going to do something to hurt somebody around them. So it's inevitable that forgiveness is going to be necessary at one point or another. And it's important that we know what it is and why it's necessary. Forgiveness isn't just saying, I forgive you, or it's okay. It's not just a a few simple words that come out of your mouth and that's the end of it. Forgiveness is something in your heart. You have to actually know in your heart that you forgive that person and you're willing to look past what they did and continue building that relationship with them. That you're willing to continue being friends with them and you're going to be okay talking with them without it being weird or uncomfortable because you're still holding a grunt holding a grudge against them. 
Now I have a couple more verses I want to look at. I don't really know what time I started. So don't. You, have like, you, can, you can go for 10 more minutes. 10 more minutes. Okay, okay, good. So let's turn to Isaiah. We'll look at chapter 1. All right, so Isaiah 1.18 says that, Come now, let us settle the matter, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they are red as crimson, they shall be like wool. Now, when Jesus died on the cross and rose from the grave three days later, that was the ultimate sacrifice to give us forgiveness for our sins. Because he died on the cross and because he rose from the grave, we don't have to live in shame or live in our sins anymore. They can be as white as snow. They can be as white as wool. This is what the forgiveness of Jesus looks like. The worst of the worst and the most terrible things that we and other people around us, around us have done can be forgiven because of this sacrifice. And Luke 6 verse 37 says that we're called to forgive others just as he forgave us. We're called to be willing to die for our brothers and sisters just like Jesus did for us. We need to love the people around us just as much. We need to love the people around us as much as Jesus loves us. Because if we want people around us to be in a relationship with Jesus, we need to show them what it looks like. If there's friends that you have in your life who aren't Christians, how are they going to know how sweet a relationship with Jesus is if you're bitter all the time, if you're always holding a grudge against them, if you never forgive them? Being in a relationship with Jesus allows you to have access to his forgiveness, his love, and his mercy. And we should want to show that to the people around us. We should want to show them that, yes, I can forgive you because Jesus forgave you and because he loves you. I want to still build a relationship with you. I want to still love you because Jesus does that. If we don't seek forgiveness from God, then we're going to be held back. We're not going to be living life to the fullest potential that God wants us to live in. And if we don't seek to give forgiveness and get forgiveness from others, then we're also going to be living an unfulfilled life, lacking in relationship with those people around us. So I want to encourage you today. If there's people in your life who you've been holding things against or that you need to ask for forgiveness from, to ask for forgiveness or give forgiveness to those people. You don't even necessarily have to say, I forgive you to that person. You have to know it in your heart. And forgiveness is something that you feel in your heart and you give forgiveness to that person. You wipe the slate clean, you cancel the debt, and you continue to build that relationship with them. Just like Jesus wiped the slate clean and canceled the debt. And I also want to encourage you, if, you, if there's things in your life that you need to ask forgiveness for Jesus about, to repent to him and to ask him for forgiveness. Because no matter what it is you've done, you may think it's the worst thing in the world. He'll still forgive you because he wants to build a relationship with you and he loves you that much. And he wants us to do the same for others. Once again, thanks for tuning in and listening to this message. We hope you enjoyed it. If you want more like it, be sure to subscribe or follow us on our other social media accounts. Check our description below. Thanks. God bless.